This is SPR. The FAA has issued a travel alert for all skybound superheroes due to an increased likelihood of bird strikes during the Canada goose migration season. The FAA will post live migration path updates on their Twitter and they advise heroes to yell loudly before all takeoffs and landings. That was Deirdre Wilson reporting from SPR Philadelphia. Live from SPR News in Washington, I'm Stephen Singh. World-renowned hero Cosmos was transferred into ICE custody following his arrest during yesterday's March for Alien Life here in Washington, D.C. Known for his humanitarian acts and numerous rescues of the planet, Cosmos has been charged with unlawful presence and illegal re-entry into the United States. The arrest is one of many targeting extraterrestrials in the United States since the President's controversial executive order last month. Before being escorted away, Cosmos made this statement to the press. I have never run from a fight in my life, and I'm not starting now. That is why I am willfully surrendering myself into police custody. I will not hide what I am, because I am proud of my alien heritage, heritage that the president now considers to be a crime. American aliens are our neighbors, our doctors, our teachers. We are not a threat by the nature of our birth. We must come together in acceptance or we will fall apart in our fear. God bless you all. And God bless America. Cosmos came to Earth from the planet Xenon, which was destroyed in the supernova of Beta Centauri. Adopted by a couple in Arkansas, he has called Earth home for 45 years, although he has never officially been naturalized as a U.S. citizen. That was Stephen Singh reporting from Washington. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City. Coming up next is These American Supers. Uh, Rashid? Tommy? Yeah, yeah, let's move. No problem, no problem at all. Are we all in? Uh, good. I got water and mints in the side pockets, if you like. This is Rashid Aboud. He came to the United States about a year ago, and like many immigrants, he's fallen into the gig economy. Nice mosques, by the way. Just drive, man. This is his first fare of the day. His passengers, Tommy and James, are carrying around $80,000 from the Topeka National Trust, as well as a pair of submachine guns. Hey, so uh, what kind of music do you guys like? You think they saw us? Be cool, man. Be cool. No, this isn't Uber or Lyft. Rashid is a henchman for hire. Yesterday, he helped offload stolen cargo. Today, he's a getaway driver. All of this through the app Lackey that aims to disrupt the minion industry. Me, I love classic. Oh, they're behind us. I thought you took care of the alarm. That was your job. I am not going back to prison. Strap up. Uh, if anyone needs earplugs, I have some in the console. F*** you, pigs. Floor it, Rashid. Lackey is one of many apps to hit the freelance henchman market this year, competing with others such as Hench or Stooge. Once a unionized job, henchmen find themselves competing with men like Rashid for gigs that traditionally came from a henchman hiring hall. Villains and criminals are using apps more and more as they drive the price of labor down. Oh, shit. I'm hit! Oh, I'm hit! No, 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 you're okay. I should warn you're okay. you, that's a $250 cleaning fee for bleeding in the back seat. Get us the f out of here! Okay. Oh my god! Slow down! Slow down! I know a shortcut. 
He's fine. Now slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. We're gonna fail. Oh. See, shortcut. <laughs> Why are we stopped? You select the lucky pool option. We are picking up another customer. Get me the f out of here, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Come on. Don't forget to give me five stars. <laughs> they will, in fact, rate him four stars. This will drop him in the rankings, costing him over $500 in income this week alone. It will take him a month to return to his previous ranking, and he is still seeking the $250 for cleaning his car. Today on our program, Bad Apples, we investigate the growing community of freelance henchmen in America. With QSPZ Baltimore, it's these American supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. We'll be back after the news break. Stay with us. Support for SPR comes from Meowdies. Nothing ruins a photo op like underwear lines in your spandex, and going commando isn't an option. That's why we created Meowdies, the first underwear you can wear over your costume. Available in prints and bolds, our ridiculously soft pieces will match not only your costume, but your comfort level. You're protecting the city. Let us protect your modesty. Meowdies, now offering male thongs. Live from SPR News in Washington, I'm Stephen Singh. The Heroic Legion has announced that it is planning to open a second headquarters, Tower 2, as a sister location to Tower 1 in Philadelphia. The project is projected to cost upwards of $2 billion and will house up to 1,000 members in training. Legion leader Ian Barracuda made this statement. The Legion has been a guiding light for the heroes of the world for over 70 years. Tower 2 will expand that light and our mission to do good across the world. We are excited to bring our new class of heroes to the next great American city. The Legion has made an open call for proposals from any urban center within range of an international airport. This is expected to instigate a bidding war among candidate cities. When asked about the arrest of Legion member Cosmos, Ian Barracuda said, quote, Members come from a variety of backgrounds and political beliefs, but the Legion itself does not take sides. That was Stephen Singh reporting from Washington. It's 72 degrees here in Paradise City, and now back to these American Supers. Welcome back. It's these American Supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. Henching is an American tradition, accounting for 1.2% of the overall workforce, even showing up on the career aptitude placement exam in high school. They have the world's 12th largest labor union, the International Henchman Group on Rights, or IGOR for short, and even their own retirement community in Florida. But like many legacy jobs in America, it too has been changed by the gig economy. Ellen Spiegel has the story. The first thing stated in the terms and conditions of Hench is that the company cannot be held responsible for bodily, financial, or situational harm undertaken while working as a contractor for Hench. This may include, but is not limited to, arrest by the police, kung fu, eye beams, super strength, concussive blasts, mutations, lacerations, incinerations, and snakes. Signing that agreement and providing a valid driver's license are all you need to become verified. It took about a week before I was given my first gig. The app directed me to an abandoned handbag factory downtown. It was in the sort of neighborhood you usually try to avoid. 
a great place to hide out. Hello? I'm here for croc command. The shuttered door comes crashing down behind me, and then a bright light shines in my face. Hi, are you Ellen? Yes. The spotlights turn off and the overheads come on. I'm greeted by a group of men dressed as anthropomorphic crocodiles. The leader introduced himself, but in the interest of protecting his identity, we'll just call him Tim. Oh, you had coffee today? We have a Keurig in the back. Just make sure you replace the water, or Gold Croc will drown you in the sink. He's a good guy, though. I expected ex-military, former gang members, bikers, you know, hard men. But everyone here is pretty friendly. Tim himself is a middle school teacher and only does this part-time to help pay off his mortgage. Flexible hours, competitive pay, implants to let you breathe underwater. I tell you, it's better than retail. Hey, let's get you a suit. Tim takes me over to a rack of suits identical to his own. When we find one that fits, I can't help but notice the bullet-sized holes that riddle the front. <laughs> nah, don't worry about that. That'll never happen to you. You're too short. Let's take a second to talk about my employer. Croc Command has officially been designated as a religious group within the United States. While abroad, it's widely considered to be a terrorist organization. Its founder, Crocodile Commander, created the group after the collapse of a pyramid scheme in 1982. Borrowing fascist iconography and a cell-based command structure, the group has proven difficult for both superhero and government agencies to combat. Today, there are at least two members of Congress suspected of owing allegiance to the Crocodile Lord. Most of us don't buy into the message. It's really just a job at the end of the day. Again, this is Tim. Every once in a while, you meet the fanatics and you just need to smile and nod while they gush on and on about their crocodile god and how benevolent he is. Oh, here's your last piece of gear. Tim hands me a gun. Is this thing loaded? You should treat every gun as if it's loaded. But yes, this one is loaded. Oh, look alive, the boss is here. The men around us start bellowing and stomping their feet as they converge on another croc man with gold scales instead of our muted green. Minions! Our fearless leader sends his thanks for our efforts to convert... Bisbee, Arizona! We will bend these milk drinkers into willing servants of the Croc Commander! <laughs> Fist pumping, we march into a series of white vans and head on to the highway. So, what exactly are we doing today? General Menace. The powers that be always want us to take over areas, but really it's a glorified field trip. And the guns? It's a part of the costume. Look, chances of running into any resistance is slim to none. Our job is to look tough, say the words, and then go home. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> Everything's gonna be great. The rest of the ride is spent in silence. If these men were like Tim and were happy to pay their rent or student loans, I couldn't help but think about the circumstances that eventually brought them here. It's time. Follow my lead. The sunlight is painful after an hour in the windowless van. We find ourselves in a parking lot behind a large stage. 
Two overweight security guards in yellow t-shirts are caught unprepared for this rush of croc commandos. Let me see your hands! Yeah, hands, please. We had infiltrated our way into the Bisbee Blues Festival. Inside, we stumble onto a group of stagehands sneaking a beer. Tie them up. Don't be afraid to have fun with it. Tim hands me zip ties, and I fumble my way through tying the men to the truss that made up the stage. Thankfully, they don't resist. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're still getting paid. When they call for the next act, we spring out on stage with the bomb. You three stay here and guard the van. It's a rental. I am on guard duty, while Tim is part of the away team. And remember, menacing, scary. (sighs) All right, one more time for them. Wasn't that amazing? The crocs behind the curtain bounce with anticipation. Wow. Here we go. Coming up next. Please don't hurt me. Bisbee! Crook Command has come to save you! They wheel the bomb onto the stage. But then things go south pretty quickly. Your cold-blooded scheme ends here. Gila monster! That's right! Minions, get him! Gila Monster is Bisbee's hometown superhero. And, as it turns out, an avid music lover. He is also immune to bullets. He jumps on the stage and cuts through my fellow henchmen without breaking a sweat. You got the leader! Let's cheese it! Tim? Tim! I hopped out of the van and looked for Tim. The other henchmen weren't so loyal. As Gila Monster jumped through the curtain, they sped off, leaving me behind. I fished in my bag for my press credentials, but Gila Monster passed me by, chasing after the van on foot. She caught it, but I didn't see what happened after she tore the doors off because I am already running. I ran six miles back to my hotel room, dressed as an anthropomorphic crocodile. I don't know if you've ever taken off a full bodysuit after running a marathon, but it truly does feel like shedding your own skin. Helen, welcome back to the studio. It's good to be back, Ethan. So, did you get paid? And even 120 for the day, but I was given a rating of three stars, which pretty much is the last nail in the coffin of my henchwoman career. A lot of new friends, a lot of bullets. How would you describe the experience overall? It was kind of a rush. You're geared up, surrounded by strangers, all working towards the same thing, and it's something new every day. I get the appeal. When I was in college, I bust tables, but had this been around? I don't know. And whatever happened to your friend Tim? Tim was caught by the Gila monster and turned over to the police. We've talked on the phone a few times. He's hopeful, but he doesn't have money to post bonds, so he's sitting in the Bisbee County Jail waiting for sentencing. It should be noted that Hench and similar apps such as Lackey do not provide money for bail or legal services, something they make sure not to advertise to potential employees. That was Ellen Spiegel, investigative reporter for SPR. A special thanks to Rashid Aboud for allowing us to record his day on the job. That's it for our show today. It's always great coming to work here. We have the best perks in radio. Flexible hours, competitive pay, implants to let you breathe underwater. I tell you, it's better than retail. I'm Ethan Schwartz. We'll be back soon with more of these American Supers. Live from SPR News in Washington, I'm Stephen Singh. A team of international astronomers has captured a silhouette of Astrogigus the Devourer. 
evidence of the existence of Astrogigas, an extra-dimensional being that sustains itself on planets, has been debated since he was heralded by the Sapphire Skater back in 1966. Astronomers have long observed the effects of Astrogigas on the galactic landscape, but have never gained a clear picture of the being in action until now. In the popular imagination, it has been depicted as a titanic-sized man with red glowing eyes. But these images clearly depict something that resembles a duck. We will have a link to these images from the JPL Gallery on the SPR homepage. In other news, the Heroic Legion has declined to offer Cosmos legal representation for his upcoming immigration case. The Legion has a robust legal department to protect their members in cases of liability, but has often declined to represent heroes in personal matters. The ACLU has offered their services to the hero. Cosmos accepted and is reported to be in good spirits in the lead-up to the hearing. We will follow this story as it develops. That was Stephen Singh reporting from Washington. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark, with additional producing by Brendan Sokler and Carla Lerner. This episode features the talents of Amanda Sykes, Andy Manjuk, Cliff Samara, Connor Maroney, Danielle Cohn, Danny Gavigan, Evan Maltby, John Marco Cerezi, John Dorsey, Matt Mundy, Max Clark, Patrick Harvey, Sarah Allen, Sean Ahmed, Tiffany Clifton, Walter Masterson, and the SPR Players, with special thanks to Brenna Colleen. The SPR main theme was composed by Rock Lee. Other themes were composed by Steven Munoz. SPR is directed and edited by Maximilian Clark. SPR is supported by listeners like you. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. You can also support SPR by heading to patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Patrons get access to ad-free episodes, interviews, and behind-the-scenes content. For more, head to superhumanpublicradio.com. Coming up in our next hour, Capes, How Long is Too Long? An SBR investigative report. This is SPR. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks home, because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm.